0: maybe it's clear as mud if if you know in an ideal world i guess it's probably clear as mud because lord knows i don't do a whole lot that's that's crystal clear when it comes to yammering on on these things episode 1171 of Diz runs radio it's a quick tip episode best of ish edition today's quick tip don't create a problem out of nothing Hey, y'all, real quick before we dive into today's episode of the show today's episode is brought to you by my friends over at dry seats who make uh near as i can tell the best seat covers seat protectors to protect your car seats from the funk that uh that you can get and today today i'm gonna i'm gonna come at this from a different angle right like as as runners you know it's summertime still kind of hot kind of humid if you're driving to a trail you're driving to a track you are driving to a group run you know you're gonna get in the car to drive home afterwards in and and you're probably not going to want to get your sweaty funk all over the car seats. We've talked about that in the past when I've talked about dry seats. But, uh, you know, looking ahead a little bit, you know, not too far from now as this episode comes out at the end, towards the end of July, school's going to be starting, right? And uh, maybe you've got kids that play sports. Maybe you've got a, a, a kid that plays uh, football or, you know, any, any kids running cross country, whatever the case might be. Maybe you just have kids going to the beach. I don't know. Point being... You know, maybe you could make an argument that for you, you're gonna be careful if you're gonna use like a, a towel, a blanket, something like that to protect your seat from your from your post run funk. You're gonna to try to be real careful to make sure that you don't have wet clothes, sweaty body parts touching, you know, those those fancy car seats in your in your pristine car. Your kids, they don't care. They don't care. I know cause I have a kid, she doesn't care, right? So you're picking your kids up after after some you know wet muddy mucky football practice or a day running running some muddy trails on the cross country team, um, or again just being at the beach and splishing and splashing and got sand all over the place. You got you, you tell the kid if you have a parent if you are a parent you know you've had these conversations with your kids. Hey you know make sure you you try not to touch the seat with your funkiness, um, and that doesn't go too well. You know you put the blanket on the seat you you wrap the towel around them you hope for the best. And maybe has a fifty percent success rate. You get a dry seat on your on your car seat, and you know I'm not here to say it's got a hundred percent success rating, but it's got a hundred percent success rating. You put it on the car seat. takes like two seconds to install. It holds in place on its own. No fancy Velcro or ties or anything like that. Elastic in the in the seat itself, or you know in the in the or along the edge of the fabric holds it securely in place to your car seat. So no matter how much your kid tries or doesn't try to keep the seat protected, dry seats does the job for you. So whether you're protecting your car seats from your own funk or whether you're protecting your car seats from your kids funk, which you know, you parents you know, that's that's the real challenge and that's where dry seats shines as well as anything. So if if you're if you're interested in protecting your seats from funk of one form or another, I'm telling you, dry seats is the place to go. That's dry, D-R-I seats.com. And make sure to use the code Diz20 at checkout. That's diz Z two zero at checkout. Save yourself 20% on your order as well. You will not be disappointed. Dry seats made in the USA. Glad to have them here as a sponsor of the podcast. Glad to use them in my car. More importantly, glad to use them in Rebecca's car because her car is the nicer car. Uh, but we use them to keep our seats safe. We encourage you to do, to do the same. Dry-seats.com. Diz20 at checkout is the coupon code. So today, taking a little trip back in time, back to a a simpler time, episode 406 from April of 2017. Uh, If if you're new around here, this is what we do usually about once a month. We do a little best of-ish. We go back into the archives and find an episode that maybe is worth uh, refreshing. Maybe it's worth bringing it back. And uh, we call it a best of-ish because the blog post more or less copy-pasted, and uh, the audio, new take, probably a similar take, but new new recording, if nothing else. Um, and again, this is from goodness gracious, six years ago, time flies when you're having fun. Um, but the but the idea is that uh, sometimes we try to fix a problem when there is no problem and end up creating a bigger problem than uh, you know th- than we tried to solve, considering that there was no problem originally. And you know it comes with making changes into into what we're doing, trying to optimize, to get uh, maybe the most out of our performance, the most out of our bodies in in terms of chasing running goals and things like that. And this is, this is one of those, I don't know, slippery slopes to quite the right way of saying it, but you know, sometimes in in it, and you know, this is, this is something I certainly believe in sometimes what you're doing is good, but it only get you to a certain point. And, and maybe to get, you know, to that next goal, at some point you might need to do something else. You might need to, you know, run more or do more strength training or do some more focused speed work. Maybe, maybe switch to a different style of training, maybe pull back from what you've been doing to try to avoid injury save some wear and tear. I don't know. I mean, there's all kinds of, of variables that are, you know, that go along with our running and our, and our performance and our race day situation. And, and sometimes you do need to change things up to improve or to, to get to the next level, whatever improvement, whatever the next level looks like for you. But sometimes, and I wish there was an easy way to know which, which time is which, but sometimes when you go ahead and change something that seems to be working in, in an attempt to make it work better, you actually, you know, make, make a problem, create a new problem. You, 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 it, it, it implodes because of the change that you were making. And, you know, when it, when it comes to, to making some tweaks and adjustments, I mean, I think that that in general, that's the optimum way of doing things. You know, what, what kind of little tweaks can you make along the margin? Maybe you, you try to refine your fueling game a little bit. Maybe you, you tweak the speed workout a little bit. So instead of going from no speed workouts to doing, you know, five speed workouts a week, which... In no way, shape, or form am I ever going to encourage somebody to do five speed workouts a week. But, you know, you know, just to, to, to blow it out of proportion a little bit. But but in general, you know, instead of going from from one speed work a week to three or from zero to two every week or whatever, maybe you just add incrementally, see how that goes, see how you adjust. And, and obviously speed workouts could be mileage, could be adding an extra day per week. Maybe you're running three times a week and you're like, I want to get to maybe running five or six times a week. Well, don't just go from three to six, go from three to four. Just hang out there for a while, then four to five, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Like making making some of these marginal changes, marginal tweaks um, that maybe can be incremental, maybe can build on as you go, is in general probably probably the the ideal situation. And obviously that's that's getting dangerously close to one size fits all advice, which is what we try to avoid around here. But in general, I mean, I think that's a pretty good pretty good rule of thumb, right? Subtle changes, little tweaks. Assess the the impact all going well maybe we'll do a little bit more it's getting a result that's not what you're anticipating or not the ideal result alright well let's let's pull back because we only made a, a small change it's a lot easier to revert back to what had been working previously than if you you know go all in on something different and now it's a major change to come back that said there are times when maybe a more um dramatic change is required. Although sometimes, and maybe I'm getting ahead of myself just a little bit here as, as, is not entirely uncommon. Sometimes we think about making a wholesale change. You know, maybe, maybe you read about, um, some type of, of trying to optimize form and, and maybe what you're doing, maybe your form isn't perfect according to whatever type of standards are out there, whatever the, the textbook version of perfect is spoiler alert. There's not too many runners in the world, even elite world- class runners, that tick every single box of quote unquote perfect form. This makes me think back to, to some, some story I heard somewhere um, that that at some point in the Air Force's history, they were looking at you know kind of the, the average size of fighter pilots. And then they tried to create a cockpit in some new aircraft that was perfect for the average fighter pilot size. And what they ended up finding was that zero pilots fit perfectly in the new cockpit in terms of size and width and and distance to the levers and all all of the things, right? Because every pilot, you know, some were a little bit taller, some were a little bit shorter, some were a little bit wider, some were, had a longer arm, some had shorter arms, some had longer legs, etc., etc. So there was no there was no perfect, or there was no, you know, universal, um, person who, who ticked all the boxes in terms of, um, cockpit size. And I think the same thing is true when it comes to running form. You know, there's, there's the cadence and stride length and, and vertical oscillation and, and all these different metrics that, that folks that talk about running, running gait and running mechanics look at to try to, to say what, you know, how, how can we improve your stride? But I don't think there's any runner, you know, correct me where I'm wrong. Probably not even Kipchoge. Um, I don't think there's, there's and if there is any runner, it's it, it might just be Kipchoge. It might not be anybody else that really ticks the box of like every single, these are the ideals in terms of running form. Because we're humans, right? Our body, you know, we're humans, period. <laughs> and and we, we all suffer from the human condition. None of us do everything perfect. And so if you want to make a little tweak in your, in your form, you want to try to, you know, increase your cadence just a little bit or tweak your arm swing just a little bit. I mean, go for it. Probably not a big deal, but if you're going to look at, all right, here's my, my biomechanics, here's my running form. And I got this wrong and this wrong and this wrong and this wrong again, wrong in air quotes, because we're talking about grading against some standard that no one really achieves. Um, and you're like, all right, I'm going to try to fix all the things. Good luck. Good luck. And, and potentially just good luck in terms of it's going to feel awkward and you're going to feel like you're, you're almost not making progress for a while. It's going to take a long time to become natural. Maybe more importantly, good luck, because you start changing all these things with your form that, again, if we're under, operating under the assumption that what you were doing was, was working okay, you weren't injured, you weren't having problems, you were seeing progress, and now we're going to make all these changes to try to get more progress, there's a very good possibility, very high potential for injury risk by making all these changes. Basically, is the subject of today's episode, creating a problem where there wasn't a problem. Your 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 gate, while maybe not perfect to the standard ideal, was good for you. It was working. You didn't have a problem. You try to change it all up and now you've got a problem. Now you got a problem to fix. Now you get maybe you got an injury, something to, to work through. So, in general, you know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And we're not talking just about gait here. Maybe we're talking about shoes. Maybe we're talking about fueling strategies, fueling products, um, training philosophies. You know, there's, 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 I would make an argument that there are a lot of things that you could tweak and adjust. But you know, maybe if you're used to running in, in 10 millimeter drop shoes, don't just jump into something that's a zero millimeter drop and think that like, all right, well, these are the best shoes because there's they're zero drop. And now I'm going to be, have no issues. You're probably going to have some hamstring or not some hamstring. Well, maybe some hamstring, but certainly some calf and Achilles issues. If you make that kind of leap for, for no real reason and, you know, make it all at once. So if you want to make some tweaks, you, maybe you adjust a little bit, you go with a little bit, you know, something that's in the middle and, and you kind of keep rotating back and forth and maybe two years from now you get to a zero drop. I don't know. Point being making dramatic changes when there's not an issue that you're dealing with isn't guaranteed to be a bad idea, but you're just, you're playing with fire. You're asking for creating a problem where nothing exists. But what about if there is a problem? What about if you are having an issue? Maybe, and and, you know, this was, this was my story from goodness gracious. I can't remember how long ago, 12 years ago. It's been a minute. Um, but you know, I used to run and, and in my early days there, um, Any run over five or six miles was like not fun. Um, I mean, I would still make the argument that any run over five or six miles is not fun, but that's more from a, I just, it's just a slog some days now versus then it was knees hurt, shins hurt, feet hurt, hips hurt, everything hurt. And not like sore. Like I was maybe running too hard, but like I need to ice up. My knees feel like they're breaking. My shin splints are going crazy. Every time I went a little bit longer than an hour. And ultimately, what I figured out, and thankfully figured out, otherwise I wouldn't be here talking to you today And the, the podcast, there would be zero episodes of Diz Runs Radio, and there'd be zero whatever it is that I have built over the years, that the empire would be non-existent. I figured out that I was overstriding. I was hammering, with, with because of overstriding, hammering my heels into the ground, heel striking like a, like a mofo, and that was a major issue that I was trying to fight against. So I decided to change my form very consciously Change my form to becoming more of a midfoot, four foot striker, shortening my stride. Um, and dot, 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 you know, 12 years later, now I just don't like running long, but I don't have, you know, I don't, I, I couldn't tell you the last time I iced up after a run, as opposed to literally icing up after every run before I made these changes. Point being, I needed to make that change and it needed to be a big change in order to give myself a chance for running. But when doing so, if you are going to make a change, you got to give yourself a long runway, right? Like don't try to expect it to be overnight. Um, don't try to be perfect and make, make all the, like it was, it was a process to go from way overstriding to overstriding a little bit to overstriding, maybe just a touch to no, I'm probably not overstriding. Like, you know, not like that was weeks. That was months of a process. You know, if you're, if you're working on changing, um, your shoes, like I said earlier, maybe you go from a high drop to a, to a mid high drop to a mid low drop to a zero drop. And again, maybe that's, that's four, three, four, five months at each, each level to give yourself that chance, that chance to make the gradual changes so that it's not such a big shock to your body. Because when we make big shocks to our body, whether it's running a bunch more miles, whether it's dramatic form changes, crazy changes in shoes, completely a 180 on what we're eating, things like that. It's tough on the body. It's just tough. And as a result, there could be other problems that come in terms of injuries, in terms of burnout, frustration, whatever the case might be. So ultimately the, the idea that we're trying to get through, or at least that I'm trying to get, get across today, maybe it's clear as mud. If, if you know in an ideal world I guess it's probably clear as mud because lord knows I don't do a whole lot that's that's crystal clear when it comes to yammering on on these things um but you know if it ain't broke don't fix it right like just because your form just because some article says that zero drop is best or four foot striking is better than heel striking or whatever this fuel is better than that fuel just because some schmuck with a with a podcast. Yammer's on about heart rate training all the time. Although I would say heart rate training is probably pretty good, but I, I, I digress. Um, if, if what you're doing is working, if you're seeing progress and maybe most importantly, if you're healthy, maybe just keep on keeping on, you know? And it, and if at some point down the road, you stop seeing progress or things start to, to not be seeming like they're working as well, well then maybe you make some tweaks. And again, start around the edges. What are some small changes you can make? See how that goes. And maybe that leads to the next level and the next level. But very rarely is it ideal to make massive wholesale changes, especially when nothing is broken. So if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And if it is broken and you need to make a massive overhaul, ease into it and give yourself plenty of time to adjust so that it hopefully doesn't create a new bigger problem then in that case, at least then the problem, you're trying to fix. And certainly if there's no problem, (laughs) we would ideally not like to create one out of nothing, if at all possible. So hopefully that made sense. Hopefully that's a good little reminder as we're heading into, you know, at least again, as this comes out, end of July, starting to look ahead to to fall races and, and kind of finishing, hopefully finishing the year on a high note for you. Um, if what you're doing is working more of the same, please. Uh, and if it's not proceed with caution to not, uh, blow everything up and create a bigger problem than whatever little tweaks might be necessary. So that's it for today. Hopefully that made sense. If there's something that you're struggling with that you'd like, you'd like my thoughts on, if there's, if there's a story you have in terms of blowing something up for no reason, and maybe making a problem worse than it, than it wasn't even there to begin with. Uh, misery always loves company. I'd love to hear your story. Feel free to hit me up on the Twitter, on the Instagram, on the threads, all with the same handle at DizRuns runs in all the places of course, you can also shoot me an, an email, disruns at gmail.com. And if you want to head back over to the show notes for today, which again, more or less copy paste job from the blog post from six years ago, um, disruns.com slash 1171. will get you there. Disruns.com slash uh, 1171. Looks like no GIFs. Actually, I take that back. Looks like there's a GIF. Also a couple of memes, um, which I guess pretty standard fare, although sometimes we lean a little more heavily on the GIFs, but... Not today. Apparently, apparently not six years ago. We leaned more heavily on the memes. Uh, but one way or the other, check it out, disruns.com slash 1171. And uh, we'll have a link back to the original episode 406 uh, show notes as well if you want to listen to the original audio, which may or may not sound similar to this one. I don't know. I haven't listened to it, but uh, well, I've, I listened to it six years ago. Haven't listened to it since. Uh, but maybe it was similar. Maybe it was different. I don't know. Working from the same script. So probably pretty similar. But anyway, one way or the other, that's it for today. Uh, Dry Seats is a sponsor again. You know, protect your, protect your seats from your funk. Maybe it's from your dog's funk. You know, we got a new dog around here. She's not really keen on getting in the car yet, but we're going to, you know, we're going to try to work with her on that. Might have to, might have to, you know, deal with it because, you know, everyone's while she's going to have to go to the vet and maybe going to have to go to puppy classes, things like that. So she's going to have to get used to being in the car. And, uh, you know, maybe, maybe one day I'll take her to the trail with me. And if, and if we do, she's going to have some puppy funk that uh, might want to not get all over the car seats on the ride home, which is where a good dry seat cover comes in handy. And, uh, you know, get yourself a couple of them because it's nice to have in each car, just just in case, just in case, because you know you're going to need them once in a while. Dry-Seats.com is the website. Diz20, two zero at checkout. Saves yourself 20%. And uh, I, I'm pretty confident in saying you won't regret that purchase. May not use it every day, but when you need it, game-changer. Uh, and it'll, it'll save you the price on a detail. You know, you get one of them, that saves you the whole detail price right there. So, you know, worth it, worth it. Anyway, thanks to Dry Seeds for sponsoring today's episode. And with that, we'll go ahead and wrap this one up, y'all. Thanks for the time. Thanks for the attention. Hopefully you learned something today or hopefully it was a, rem- a reminder to not make dramatic changes, especially when things are going well. Don't create a problem out of nothing. And until next time, y'all, be well. Take good care. Thanks again for listening. And uh, we'll talk soon, all right? See you. <laughs>